Welcome to OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, president of Motor Minds and host of SiriusXM's Cars and Culture on Business Channel 132. The litany of issues surrounding the ongoing supply strain is enough to cause significant confusion within the supply base, especially as it relates to the legal matters that are so critical to suppliers and their OEM partners. Navigating the wave of challenges requires more contract dexterity than some suppliers are capable of or have experience doing. In some cases, contracts have not been examined for a decade. OESA and Warner Norcross and Judd have a longtime partnership serving as a venue to understand those legal challenges and help suppliers with best practices and strategies for dealing with the ongoing supply strains. In late January, both groups combined to host the 2022 Automotive Supplier Legal Trends event with a highlight on a few key topic areas, workforce challenges, accommodation agreements, bankruptcies, and intellectual property protection. The result was a half-day program filled with solutions that suppliers should be considering as they navigate the changes and challenges of today's world. In this part one of our conversation, we sit down with Dennis Lachlan, partner and a member of the Restructuring and Insolvency and Auto Group at Warner Norcross & Judd. Dennis talks about that long-standing relationship with OESA and key takeaways from the event. Where's the industry focusing its efforts during these unusual times? He explains. Now, part one of my conversation with Dennis Lachlan on OESA's Automotive Insiders. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for having me, and thank you to OESA for, um, for again, uh, uh, the follow-up from our Great Legal Trends event. A Great Legal Trends event, January 25th, the Warner Norcross and Judd Automotive Supplier Legal Trends uh, session. Tell me, I, I know you've had a long-standing partnership with OESA, and obviously Legal Trends is a, is a major piece of this to shine light on some important industry issues. Give me your take on the event that just concluded. Uh, you know, Jason, it was a wonderful event. Uh, we were hoping to have it in person, but unfortunately, with with numbers being a little too high, we uh, pivoted to a uh, a virtual event. Uh, I believe we had uh, somewhere around 150 uh, participants, which was great. Um, Warner uh, has been the sponsor of the Legal Trends um, OESA event for, gosh, it's been over 10 years, 10, 11 years. Um, it's really, I think, for both Warner and OESA, it's a great hallmark event that people look forward to um, during the year um, to, to, to get our take from a legal perspective on what is in store for the, for the upcoming year. And um, uh, I've been fortunate enough to been asked to, to participate this, you know, this past year and, and, in, and in years past as well. Um, and we're just very, very proud of it and, and of the partnership, the long-term partnership with OESA on this, on this event. Give me some of the key takeaways from what was a very packed agenda. And, and of course, your piece of this was dealing with a financially distressed supply chain. But just give me your, your general takeaways from, from the event. What did you hear? What, what was well, interesting for you, Dennis? Uh, well, we, we, we broke it into four different sections, uh, four uh, different attorneys from Warner, uh, uh, weighed in on, on four different issues and four different uh, areas of the law. Uh, Michael Brady spoke about uh, supply chain challenges. 
the, the big takeaway for, for me on that point is that, you know, years in years past, uh, prior to COVID, we were worried about perhaps uh, one stress on the supply chain, such as tariffs. Um, fast forward two years, and we're dealing in the industry with, you know, 10 or 12 different immediate stresses on the supply chain, which are creating um, a variety of different uh, challenges for our, our auto supply customers or clients. Um, and as an aside, Warner, Norcross and Judd represents only suppliers. Mm -hmm. uh, we do not represent any of the OEMs. So there is not the risk of a uh, conflict of interest, um, which is important. Sure. Uh, Michael uh, uh, really looked in depth uh, and, and gave everyone a, a good flavor of uh, some what's going on in the industry in terms of these supply chain challenges, but also some tips and, and, and suggestions on how you may handle those um, on a going forward basis. And, and certainly um, with uh, competent and, and, and experienced counsel, like, you know, our auto supply group at Warner, um, you know, it, it makes the process a little bit um, uh, reliable if you have counsel that knows what they're doing instead of there's, there's other firms out there that dabble in this area, which is may not be the best course of action. Uh, I spoke about uh, supply chain distress, uh, which we'll perhaps get into a little bit in more depth. Uh, Zainab Hazimi uh, in our uh, bright young associate in our in our firm uh, spoke about uh, HR issues and, and labor and employment issues and how COVID is uh, impacting those um, and a lot of the decisions and policies related to those um, issues. And then Randy Peck uh, spoke about IP issues, uh, which, you know, it's all Greek to me. Um, he did a great <laughs> job, but that is such a very specialized area of the law um, uh, that, you know, has its focused audience and, and he did a great job with that. But, uh, you know, I'll leave it to him to, to explain IP issues. Right. Well, and when when we talk about the challenges that are facing suppliers, just to go back to what you said earlier, uh, it, it it is a myriad of of issues, obviously, uh, in in front of the industry right now. And I'm I'm guessing that uh, the takeaway for you at an event like this is that it's encapsulated uh, to some extent. You you've hit on all of the challenges that exist. There are opportunities within the supply base, but it's the ability to navigate around. What seemingly is, um, you know, some, some would say very much an, an unprecedented circum set of circumstances. And um, I'm, I'm guessing that this kind of networking, the ability to share, the ability to, to shed some insights is going to be needed going forward from, from the supply base. Right, Dennis? I, I think that's right. Uh, what, we're, what we're seeing is that Certain of our clients think that they are alone. They think that they are uh, dealing with an unprofitable contract, banging their head against the wall um, with their OEM uh, customer because they're not getting pricing relief that they desperately need. Uh, they're dealing with a uh, shortage of, of chips. They're dealing with labor uh, challenges. They're dealing with... Um, uh, 
uh, raw material uh, price increases, which have just, I mean, steel has skyrocketed. And under many of their contracts, they feel like they can't pass any of those costs through to their OEM customers. Or if they are seeking voluntary pricing relief from the OEM customers, that they are just uh, reluctant to, to give that. Uh, and what I think uh, the Legal Trends event um, provides is almost a little bit of a safe space for, for uh, the supply base uh, uh, attendees to hear what's going on in the industry and that they're not alone in this and that there are strategies uh, available to increase leverage uh, against, not against, but vis-a-vis -vis your, your OEM customer because uh, no one wants the supply chain to break down. But if you have uh, suppliers that are pinched so deeply with uh, pricing issues that they feel like they're going to go out of business or whether they just cannot um, make payroll this week because they are um, tying dollar bills to each part that are sent out the door of their facility. Um, it can be very frustrating. So I think what we have uh, witnessed and, and certainly as a follow-up, our phones have been ringing quite a bit um, from existing and new clients um, that attended the event and uh, are looking for options. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. I, I, I'm guessing the velocity of those inputs are coming fast and furious for you. They are. Uh, whereas, you know, you might uh, get a call here and there uh, about uh, a, a particular unprofitable contract where, you know, hey, I used to make um, X uh, profit margin on it, but now I'm only making Y profit margin. And I, I really like to see if I can do something about that. It's no longer that sort of analysis. It's, I used to make uh, some degree of a profit on it, but now I'm just completely losing money. Um, and we're seeing uh, the supply base looking at more aggressive and um, in some cases desperate moves uh, to preserve their business um, and not just merely try and get back to uh, that high profit margin that they may once have enjoyed, but just uh, looking to, you know, not lose money on these parts and and these long term these long term contracts that that exist. Well said. Well, we're going to get into uh, how to deal with a financially distressed supply chain and managing the unprofitable contracts and cash flow issues, lower volumes, things that you talked about. Right. In, in your legal trends uh, appearance on January 25th. But uh, for now, we'll, we'll end this part right here. Dennis, uh, thank you so much for joining me this week. Thanks, Jason. That's this episode of Automotive Insiders. Remember to follow the program wherever your favorite podcast appears. And thanks again to Dennis Lachlan, partner at Warner Norcross and Judd. I'm Jason Stein. We'll talk to you again next time.